This week on the podcast, Square Enix putting out a Lara Croft cookbook. Also, Cartier may or may not have purchased a gorilla. Also, Pokemon does an open world, not Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild-esque game. Someone hit my mailbox today. Someone hit his fucking mailbox. Probably last night. And more. No. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Gaming Podcast, a Michigan-based podcast about video games. My name is Dan Allen. I'm joined today by Nicholas Cartier. How you doing? It's me. It's 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 you, Cartier. March twenty-first, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Hey. We're joined today also by. Um, who was the old assistant back in the day? Cooper? Cooper. Yeah, not more of an assistant, Kevin Church. New assistant, Radar, here with us also. Uh, you ready to talk about some video games, Mr. Cartier? Do they even exist? What exists and what doesn't? Can we figure it out is the real question. And can we figure it out? It's more like, what games can we make into Breath of the Wild? Right. <laughs> this week on the podcast... So that's the one I wasn't joking about in the beginning. You buying Gorilla? Kind of a joke, Cartier. Uh, Square Enix releasing the Tomb Raider cookbook? I mean, comedic, but real. You know, coming. Was announced a few days ago, March 18th, sure. Yeah. But uh, we still, as of this date, March 21st, 2021, <laughs> have not talked about the newly announced Pokemon things. Cartier, I'm excited to get your thoughts on it. But first... How the hell are you? For real? How you doing? I'm pretty alright. Not the, too bad. The mailbox wasn't a joke either. Someone hit your mailbox. Yeah, no, fucker. So you lay some cement, some some cement, some you lay some cement. You lay some cement. S M E N T. Cement. <laughs> you lay some cement. Cement. Yeah, no. Yeah. A very small <laughs> box of it. Yeah, no, I had to I had to do work. It was like digging a hole and then like putting the thing in a hole, putting the what piece of wood in the hole and then. Doing the cements and making sure it's not like crooked and it's kind of leaning forward, but whatever. I just we don't gotta go we don't gotta go deep into it. I just like to chronicle these things so when we look back and be like, oh yeah, that's when Evie got sprayed by that skunk. It um, happened, like, and we sometimes you gotta touch on it. Mm-hmm. Cartier, it is time for the longest running episodic segment in Great Lakes Gaming podcast history in my life. The twig this week in gaming. Um, which is a segment, obviously, Cartier, close to our hearts, and it's one that leads me to ask the question of you, Mr. Cartier, what did you play this week in gaming? Well, first of all, um, the twig this week in gaming is brought to you by... It's, like, hard not to say GameStop, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, it's, it's hard. GameStop. Uh, you know, it's been in the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This Week in Game is brought to you not by the company GameSpot, by the movement. Ooh, known as GameStop. GameStop. Nice. <laughs> Unofficially, uh, obviously. They put out a Hulu documentary on it already. It's fucked. Did they really? Yes. I mean, oh There's my God. like one that's out. It's called GameStopped, but like they literally put it out and like 
still, ha- still happening. It's out of date. You know that part of documentaries at the very end where it's like, you know, they were editing or finishing it up at the end and it was like six to eight months, so they had to put that screen where it's like, just so you know, as updated an update as we can tell you, the tiger known as Kyra is actually in a safe home now, uh, is living peacefully. The one for the <laughs> the GameStop one it's, is like every day they're like, what are we gonna put on that that end fucking yeah. title? No, they're just like, who makes a documentary of something that's still going on? <laughs> right. It's so I mean, it's obviously over if there's a documentary because you don't do that. This is part of your this week in gaming too, so I don't want you to think this is a tangent. This is really also this week in gaming extended edi- edition brought to you by the movement known as GameStop. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's been a few weeks since we discussed it, and it's like we we've been treading the not really talking about it to like you know mm-hmm. little, little comments about it. Mm-hmm. It's true, but it's, uh, it's consumed me. Can't stop, won't stop. GameStop. But without getting too much into that, um, and I already did the, I already did the bit. So I guess what did I play this week in gaming? Um, For real, what the heck did you play? So it's been a couple weeks, but I guess I'll start off with the most recent thing, which was earlier today. Me and Phoenix were playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Nice. And you okay. can, uh, that's the one where you can have the both each have one Wiimote or not Wiimote, but uh, one fucking Pokeball Plus. Pokeball Plus. I'm, we're not using that one, though. We're using um, the... Nunchuck. No. Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons. And pretty much it's... Uh, you can two-player it by, like, waving your hand, so it's, like, two people on the screen, and every battle turns into a double battle, and you can catch Pokemon at the same time. Nice. So we've been doing that, and it, that's pretty fun. That's like, good. He likes catching Pokemon. It's like a... We try and get it down at the same time, because it does, like, cool shit if, like, you both hit it, because it's got, like, that Pokemon Go mechanic. Oh my god, the father and son timing, just like the, the I mean, the Kameha, Meha. Exactly, it's like the it's like the father-son Kamehameha, except for it's the father-son Ketchupitty. When are we going to get that in VR and or holding some sort of motion controllers? It's like, okay, now get behind your friend and or son or father, mother. I want the two-person Kamehameha. When we get that. Get on it, Bandai Namco. Yeah. <laughs> But we've been doing that. It's pretty nice. Um, what else have I been playing in gaming? Playing Apex. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, but no, wait. That's not... Just to sum that up, I just didn't want to ruin that with a bad joke. No, Very it's heartwarming that you and your son are playing. Yeah, no. He just... You wanted to play games, and I'm like, this is, a game, this is a game we can play at the same time. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. It just works. I'll tell you. So you've been playing the new Apex, I hear. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the newest season of Apex, and nothing... I guess they've... Uh, they do have an event going on right now. It's not, I guess it's like a limited time mode, but pretty much it's, um, it's like normal trios or duos, okay. but they, uh, it's like, you know how it's like, with a twist, with a twist, exactly, no, it really is like a with a twist. So it's like, you know how they have the regular circle where like, if you go outside of the circle, you're getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, they have these little, uh, they're called ring flares and it's pretty much tiny circles and circles and areas. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's interesting. So then, like, you have to... You, I mean, you can go through it, but then you'll, hmm. like, be getting, like, the chip damage from, like, being in the ring. Even for a second, like, going through it? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. It's like the first yeah. ring is, like, five damage, second ring is, like, ten damage, and the third ring is, like, fucking thirty damage or whatever. It's just, like, you know, fucking your life up. Well, But... They have that event going on. It's uh, it's pretty cool because like they also introduced a new item. So they have a respawn beacon, 
they took that out of being just like a normal item that you can hold now it's like actually in its own slot like not in your backpack that's cool and you can either have the respawn beacon so it's like you know you can throw that down and then it will like automatically spawn a like respawn thing so you can fucking respawn your respawn your boy instead of going to one of the ones Mm -hmm. respawn Respawn. brought to you by respawn dang but you, they, thought, you thought they wouldn't? <laughs> Come on now. Well, no, that's that's the joke that they made when they were making a battle royale, and people are like, what do you mean you can get resurrected in it? And they're like, how are you going to... How's Respawn going to make a game that doesn't have Respawn? Anyways, they also have these things called heat shields. So it's like Gibraltar's big shield, but if you're in the ring and you throw that bitch down, mm-hmm. it'll make you a dome where you can like sit there and you get 50% heal on your shields and 50% heal on like your... Um, health. So it's like if you use like a med kit, it'll, it'll cut that time in like half. Nice. While you're inside of this thing, not getting the chip damage while you're in the circle. It's kind of like when you're playing uh, Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in the uh, you're in the fucking Pokemon Tower. Okay. And there's that one little like splotch of like tiles where like if you walk through it, it's like your Pokemon are healed. The purified uh, zone. Yes, yes. It's kind of like that, except for you have that in your like actual inventory, and you can create it. Is it just for you, or? Uh no, it's for you and whoever oh. fucking walks into it. I see. Yeah, and I, everybody starts off with two of them, and every no nobody uses them because, you know, you play play a game for three years, and then they're like, "Here's a new mechanic," and you're just like, "I'm dying in the ring." <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? I'm dying. I don't know. Exactly. This involves this involves me not moving for a second. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, pretty much. You know, that's in any clip I see of you guys playing Apex. It's generally like on the move kind of thing. Yeah, not that you don't. Yeah, no, you guys don't necessarily take a building, search a building. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, sometimes I'll try and like hold a building, but it's like the moment you hold something, it's like someone wants to get in, and then like once someone wants to get in, like you got third party who's Con- like conflict. Third party on the other side of the mountain that's like, I hear gunfire. Let's go. Let's go fucking investigate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gunfire on the mountain. Yeah, but other than that, not much. What more season is this officially? Eight. Eight, I believe. I'm pretty nice. sure it's eight. Advertising must have. I was kind of guessing, but I'm like, I've definitely seen a ad for Apex. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's season eight. Could be wrong. Burner. Next week in corrections, but uh. Well, so I played. I almost did a this weekend corrections to. I must say it now, but there's only one correction I, I could think of. I said that Deadly Premonition was PS3 exclusive. It's actually originally on, I think, one of the Xboxes. 2010, whatever one makes sense. Is it 360 still? Just runs like trash on the PS3. Corrections. That was it. That was wrong. <coughs> We're all wrong sometimes, though. So it's like bless you, thank you. The uh, I guess the last thing that I have been playing because I haven't been playing like little Pokemon games here and there, but like I mean, mm-hmm. listen to any other this week in gaming and you'll know what Pokemon games I'm playing. All of them at the same time, the beginning, only the beginning, of them all. <laughs> and then I forget what I'm doing. By the time I get back to it, and I'm like, I'm just gonna restart. I religiously only play the beginning of Pokemon games. Them being available digitally was a game changer to you though because it's like we all had those collections but those carts died right or like some of them got corrupted or whatever yeah. you lose them it's rough they're physical like, I can I can I can still play the Pikachu one but at the same time it's like sometimes when I turn it on it's like new game and I'm like oh boy <laughs> we had, I forget if it was you but it's just which like, help that that helps me actually in my drive of only playing the beginning of Pokemon <laughs> games because like if you can't save 
There was like a gold where you can only get seven badges deep every time. Was that, you remember that? <laughs> oh, but it was worth it. It was, it was like the seven. only copy of gold that like I've ever, I've ever like owned to, and I'm just like, <laughs> it just died. What was the flavor of the week this week, though? Oh yeah, no. Let's um, go. No, I've yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, so I. <laughs> I went into, um, I wanted to check out and see what was in my fucking Omega Ruby copy. Mm-hmm. Like, where I was not I played a couple minutes of that one. I'm still playing, like, five minutes at a time of, um, fucking Diamond and Pearl. Which is wild, because, like, it's coming out this year. Yeah. Launches 2021. What am I, what am I doing with my life playing the game that I'm gonna play at the end of the year? I don't know. I'm gonna play the beginning of that game too, but <laughs> it'll be great. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah. Spoiler alert: Diamond and Pearl. But uh, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We haven't talked about it yet. Oh man, we're. But no, the other thing that I have played is uh, was it free game of the month? Um, Final Fantasy VII remake. Nice. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. It's added for free. I have it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, you, you I'm jumped, having a good time. With you jumped one. into it, nice. Yeah, 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 I've heard a little bit of uh, D'Angelo also got it when it was free. He was talking about it a little bit, but he's also like, I'm trying to skip this story, so I'm like, okay, we'll see how far the mechanics take him. So I've been talking to him about the mechanics mostly. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, how deep are you? How many hours do you think you've been playing? Um, I think I've been playing for maybe like six or seven hours, but I know I'm on chapter six. Okay. You're getting in. You enjoy Possibly it. might have just gotten on the chapter seven. How's the experience thus far? Did you get that hand massage Roger told us about? Remember that? Um, I have not gotten the hand massage yet. Remember that? I forget yeah. that conversation happened sometimes. I will say, so I never played the original Final Fantasy VII, so like, I don't know shit about Cloud, I just know he's a guy with a big sword, you know? Mm-hmm. He's in Smash sometimes. Brooding, seemingly, from the demo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, he's in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. That's, I, I say I do have experience with a little bit. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But, like, ah, man. It's kind of... He, he, he whines a lot. Oh, yeah. He sure, whines sure. a lot. He's a, he's a whiner, you say. Yeah, he's, a, he's a whiner. <laughs> nice. <coughs> but that... He, this... seems, he seems very emotional. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Has he, has he won you over? Is he not winning you over? Uh, no, he's he's definitely like won me over. Like all of the, all of the like characters and like the uh, people that you can actually have in your party are like pretty pretty like charming in their own way. Yeah. And it's like I guess this is like my first time playing Final Fantasy VII too. So it's like a lot of the people that like we're playing it like have like that like they know they know about the characters. I don't know shit about the characters. So like, sure, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, one of the characters that um, so you're obviously Cloud. And I guess you can change your weapons in this game. So, like, you can have his, like, little buster blade, but then you can also have, like, other big-ass swords. Oh, okay. Or, are you changing, is it the materia shit? So you can change the materia, but you can also change, like, the weapon Stereo. itself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. So, like, that's cool. I still like the buster blade, but they gave me, like, this other one that's, like, does a little bit more damage and has, like, an extra materia slot, and I'm like, ah. Nice. But, uh, yeah, the Materia stuff is cool, too, so pretty much the Materia will, like, like, let's say in my sword I have ice one, that means I can cast, like, an ice spell, like, ice magic, or there's, like, healing ones where you can, like, heal people or res people, and, what is it, you can hold, like, 
one item like what is it the um so there's like different like items that you can hold but it will be like different slots so it will be like your sword your weapon and then it's like there's one that like on one of them I have like arm cuffs but on the other one I have like these revival re earrings I pointed okay, I nice. pointed at my gauges you did you but pointed uh me. pretty much like when the person gets downed or whenever they like die it like revives them that's cool. which is which is pretty cool yeah but I usually give that to Tifa because she's a uh, she's obviously she's obviously like the one that like Cloud loves you know but uh. It's gotta be true. Yeah. D'Angelo said she plays great, because you can switch between the characters. Yeah, right? no, you, yeah, exactly, you can switch between the characters. There's one that's, um, Baird, he has, like, a machine gun on his arm, he's, like... Played the demo, so I got to play a little bit, just as Baird and Cloud, really. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Baird's, uh... He's, he's charming in his own way. Mm-hmm, sure. But I'm, I'm liking the story so far, I'm liking the dynamic with all the characters. It's definitely fun, it's not exactly, it's, I mean, it's not turn ba like, it's not turn-based. Right. It's like straight up like, I guess it plays a lot like Final Fantasy what thirteen or fifteen, whatever one where it's like the four boys in the in the car, because like fifteen yeah yeah. Yep. So I've only played two Final Fantasy games and like that one I only played like that small chunk when that Kyle was on when he was like play this game for me and I was like getting taught how to fish by a cat. Mm -hmm. But Kid, uh, uh, sure yes, you know this th there's a lot of cats in this game. Nice. There's Isn't a lot of cats everywhere. Yeah. There was a lot of... When I played Final Fantasy VIII, I noticed that there was a lot of dogs. Like, more than you th would think in a game. Yeah. Uh, PS1 game, especially. A lot of great dogs. Uh, yeah, 15... It sounds like it's like 15, but you can switch between people. 15, yeah. you do have summons, where... Because it takes the point of view, and Noctis is doing auto stuff, or whatever he's doing for the move behind you. Uh, it is kind of like you're switching them for that one move. Right, but I don't think you full. Yeah, no, this one full. To like, them? so I really don't think you do. I'm, so it's like the, the way that it works in this game is where like overworld, you're your cloud. But as soon as like battle happens, like I can hit like over, mm. and I can switch, and I can just like be Tifa for the whole thing, or I can be fucking yeah, Barrett cool. for the whole thing. And it's like cool because they all got their own like different like shit that's going on. It's um, I guess my biggest thing is just trying to figure out who to use when. And what moves to use. Like, I, I figured out that uh, there's, like, some, like, power, like, special moves. Like, mm -hmm. not, like, super, like special... I don't know how to explain it, I guess. It's, like, some of, like, the uh, advanced moves that you can use where it'll be, like, you open up, like, the other, like, a different, like, menu and it'll say, like, what you can do when you get, like, your bar full or whatever. Like, those kind of moves. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that some of them, like... You can you can use it, but if you use it when the enemy is staggering, then it's like damage, damage, damage. Like that that's nice. obviously what they're used right, for, right. you know. But it's um, I guess I'm just trying to figure out what to use when, and I Can guess there's a material called it's pretty much like an analyze one that you okay. put on your weapon. So like analyze all of the enemies that oh, you and are, tell you the weaknesses. Yeah, I'll tell you the weaknesses. Most importantly, their HP is nice to know if you don't. Well, they have their HP over the oh, okay. the tells them. like over them, so that's good. There's no like. Those kind of those kind of enemies where it's just like you're fighting them and it's just like there's no there's no health bar. I love scanning a Final Fantasy enemy. I will say that or scanning an RPG enemy. Yeah, enemy. But no, it's def. I'm definitely having a good time with it. I'm probably gonna end up beating this game. Nice. Like I'm I'm probably gonna play it to the completion. And I don't do that for a lot of oh games. Oh my god, so. maybe 
if you do that, because it's just free and it's there, so it's like I'm gonna probably end up playing too. You should. It's a good game. Uh, it's definitely good. We should do like full spoilers on it. I do. I want to do that for a few games where it's like we just do a straight episode. It could be even a shortened episode where mm-hmm. it's like full spoilers. I was waiting uh, for the cyberpunk one for you, for you and Roger, or uh, I want to do one for Kingdom Hearts three. But at this point, it's been kind of a while since I played. Yeah. But, but yeah, good shit, Cartier. I'm glad you're enjoying Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, though. no, it's definitely. Who's fun. your favorite to play as? Um, as of now, I do like playing as Cloud. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fair answer. But yeah, no, that's like you can level up the characters too. You can put different like items on each of them, and it's just like, I don't know, that's fun. How is the story for you? How the is story it? is pretty good. Uh, like I said, Cloud kind of whines mm-hmm. a lot. It's just like I don't know. I see it from the I see it from the perspective that like they they're saying that like he's this character who's like supposed to be like stoic and he's like a soldier, you know. But he also just kind of like whines when like these people are being friendly and like you know like trying to be like be buds with him and he's just like being just like oh, offsetting, you know. It's just like mm. it's forced, is what it is. Interesting. But it's like I guess there's like. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't beaten the game, so who knows? Maybe there's gonna be like some flashbacks where it's like, this is why. Yeah. You know? This is why. This is, this is why Future Trunks doesn't fucking trust people. Trust, you know. This is why Future Trunks doesn't trust people. He's got a sword too. Uh, it's a good joke. It's a good sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Final Fantasy VII. Definitely gonna play more of it. Planning on beating it at some point in my life. Wish I had half the style as Future Trunks, you know what I mean? Dude, yeah, no. I mean... That's just Bulma, setting him up for success. Like, making all his clothes. It's like, out of all the characters who say it's stagnant for, like, 20 years, you know, you got, like, Future Trunks with, like, the classic jacket and the purple hair, but then you've got, like, the Super Saiyan version, then you got the Super Saiyan version of him without the jacket, and then, like, you got the Saiyan armor, you got the long hair, you got the long hair, but it's tied up in the back... You know, it's the only time in an anime I'm like I wanna, and I'm sure other people have felt like this in other times. It's like I would own that clothing. <laughs> it's like he's got a few jackets like that don't make sense for me to wear in the real world, like half jackets. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, that baseball tee he's got, and the actual special or whatever. Uh, like I saw a Capsule Corp shirt at GameStop. Hashtag GameStop. And can't stop, won't stop. And all I could think was, Trunks didn't wear this, so I didn't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, that's not the only reason, but that's the funniest way to say it, for sure. Trunks had style. Future Trunks. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know, I just, I I like it when characters wear other things, you know? Everybody loves Vegeta's fucking pink, pink button-up that says Batman on it, you know? Does anyone have more outfits than Future Trunks? Than just Trunks? Maybe Gohan. Damn. Got him, yeah. A true coming of age story. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what have you been playing, Cartier? Final Fantasy Sevens. Hmm. You're going all the way with Final Fantasy Seven. You heard it here. <laughs> I uh, so I went over to Kyle's house and we were playing, and you were playing as well. We played uh some Madden. <laughs> we did, but how do you even describe that Madden, Cartier? So pretty much, Kyle stayed on the whole team. Like the, he stayed on his team pretty much the whole time. Who was it? Oh, he's the Packers. Yeah, he was the Packers. To which my response is, you know, fucking, <laughs> com- fucking video. It's just like some athletes. 
who are very good in real life or just well. It's like those ratings. I like I don't even have to play Madden the last five years to know Aaron Rodgers is probably rated very well. I'm sure his arm is very strong by this video game standard. So I fear it. You know what I mean? It's just like some basketball players don't translate. But it's like you know LeBron is great. Yeah. You know? uh, so I was afraid. So I went Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Strong Buffalo Bills. Jared Allen was there. Uh, so 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 we're playing at three player, right? We're playing at three player. Kyle pretty much stays on this team the whole time. Mm-hmm. You were on the Bills, and then Go Bills. We're trying to figure out what we were going to do with me because I just kept switching back and forth whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. When did you hop in? What was the score? Do you remember? Because you weren't there. Yeah. No. There's a. It, it was in. What was it? It was like. I think it ended up being what like. 30, it was either like 30 or 40 to like 20 something. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get to the part where it was 18 6 and I was cruising because he scored on me initially. Okay, I blow the first tackle and he returns the first kick. <laughs> yeah. And he's fucking hooting and hollering. <laughs> and then I scored three straight with no extra points. <laughs> so it was 18 6. It's like, at that point, this is the switches that had happened. Cartier had been not playing, watching the chicanery. Had joined, was on Kyle's team, hadn't been a Bill yet, but at eighteen six you switched. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so at one point I was on the Packers. And at one point we were all on the Packers. We were all on the Packers, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was either like 30 or 40, but it was like to the point where like we probably couldn't have won in the fourth, and I'm just like, alright, everybody. Kyle wouldn't run it. I just wanted one run. You gotta mix it up. You gotta throw the defense off. He wouldn't run that ball. Uh, that's not why, but I, when I was running back, that's how I felt. <laughs> like, I wish he would run it. Yeah, I forgot LaShawn McCoy was on the Bills, whatever. It was probably the most recent year. Maybe it was the All-Bills. I don't know what it was, but it was good. Yeah. Cartier. Madden plays like Madden. Madden is still Madden. I, I, just, I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is... Uh... Oh, man, I remember what happened. God, was I in charge of the Packers for some reason? Suddenly, I don't know, but it's me and Kyle still on the same team, I think. But he's like, I thought you were supposed to be the better playmaker. Oh, no, wait, I thought you were supposed to be the better playpicker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> so it went wrong. <laughs> also, Cartier, you sacked me really early on. I remember that. I, I was, remember I, that. I told you I owed you a sack, and then that never happened. You sacked Kyle, but... <sighs> yeah, it's not the same, for sure. Even if you were on that team at that moment, it's just not the same. Yeah. Broke on through. Yeah, good man. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't play a lot, of, a lot of mad, so it's a lot, a lot of interceptions. Worth it, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I still just play it like blitz, where we can switch to receiver or switch to like safeties or whatever to try and pick it at the end, which we did and it worked. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just blitzing on one of the sides. It's like how I played blitz in '64. It's how I'm gonna play mad now. It's like, I'll be an end, a defensive end. Yeah. Trucks there. Trying to run a route. It's hard to be a receiver in that two-player shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely is. People don't care. Maybe they care. I don't know. I don't know. It is hard, though. Like, it's fucking changes the game. Mm-hmm. I, I potentially had the advantage when it was one versus two. Because it's like, I don't got to worry about anyone else doing anything. Fucking mm-hmm. communication. When me and Cartier <laughs> were on the same team, this last thing I'll say, me and Cartier were on the same team, <laughs> and he was going to run it, because Kyle wouldn't run it, so I'd change teams again. Uh, he would give me... 
<laughs> he was like sitting behind where me and Kyle were sitting, so he'd give me a little walking with his fingers motion that it was going to be a run. It was. I forgot about that. And it was good. I wanted to let you know. Yeah, it was good. Man. Without letting him know. I was just gonna. If, if before you did that, I was, if there was gonna be a run on the of the three plays up, I was just gonna hope that it might have been the run and assume on the running back. Yeah. Good stuff. But um, I guess that is a good transition to Dan. What have you played this week in gaming? I played a myriad of things. Surprisingly, Cartier. Just because it's been like a month, and I have exciting news, everyone. Uh. You know what I played this week in gaming? What did you play this week in gaming? We talked about it last week. Not last week, last episode when we went over the Nintendo Indirect hosted by Nicholas Garcia. Uh, the demo for Project Triangle Strategy. New on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> have you heard of it? I have. So, I knew you had, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so I played it, I played it in full. It is... I suppose similar to that Octopath, um, Octopath Tactics, Octopath Strategy demo. So it's the same <clears throat> engine. I don't think it's the same people. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I didn't look into it, but essentially, story-wise, it is uh, a great land with three main parts of it. Uh, I think one's known for salt, like mining of salt. That's yeah. the base industrious thing. One's known for transport, like maybe it's the harbor town. And then one is known for silver. I think it's salt and silver. It's interesting. But essentially, um, each of these three places has uh, a king, you know, even though they all work together. They each have a king. And this game, the demo sticks you right into chapter six, I think. And it's right in the shit of it. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting it's chapter six, right? So it's kind of like, and there's a lot of lore shit happening, and you're kind of just thrown right in the middle of this. That's why I'm like starting by just explaining who I am in the story. It's like three kings, right? And there's a king turning on a king. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But each of these kings has like houses below them. Uh, it reminds me of fucking, it all reminds me of systemized Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? How there was like houses like the Costocks and, you know, yeah. all below the main northern house. It's kind of like that to me. Uh so of the four houses below my king, uh, of where I live, my my father is the head of one of those houses, one of those four supporting houses. But he's recently died, I think before the game. So it's a coming-of-age story, young teen boy or whatever is like now the leader of this house. Anyways, so you're that guy. You're that kid. You're, you're Rob Stark. I almost looked up names and places. I feel so bad, but it's, I can still talk about it. It's just been a, it's been a few weeks <laughs> since I played this demo. Um, it was like two days of playing. I think it was like four hours maybe I put into it. Mm-hmm. But so you're this fucking guy. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. I looked up names and names of characters, and locations, and then um, didn't find. I just fucked it up. But let me tell you, your job is to essentially protect the son of the king and. Uh, it's interesting, yeah. Story-wise, you flee to a different town that's supposed to be safe, and then the big army that invaded, I think that people, it was like the salt people, essentially. Salt people! Uh, they come for the town where you're hiding with the prince, you know what I mean? You're protecting the prince. And the battles, I think there's only two battles. One is essentially leaving the city 
with the prince, and the second one is uh, defending the prince in the city. But there's a whole lot of story stuff that happens in between different cutscenes where you're getting peeks into different houses. I mean, think about if there's three kingdoms and even just four supporting houses, that's 12 different fucking lords or whatever, four, like, generals who have opinions on the shit. Yeah. And it is show all, everyone in your area, all four of them, one of them doesn't send his people to fight because he's going to be, he thinks that the new overall crown, that's why your shit was attacked because your king is, like, the overall crown. He thinks the overall crown or whatever will be, uh, go to the invaders, you know what I mean? So he's waiting to bend the knee, waiting to see. Yeah. Waiting to bend the knee. Uh, <laughs> so stuff like that is happening in the story. This yeah. is chapter six or seven. It's kind of interesting. There's also, um, you pick up new members of your party, and and you also make decisions based off something called the scales of conviction, I believe. Whew. If that's true, we pulled it out. Scales of conviction. Sounds right. Um... And it's smaller decisions, or it's, like, dialogue decisions, where it's not, like, right or wrong, but it's, like, I forget. It's broken into categories, like, uh, justice-minded. It's more like, it, it reminds me of, like, D&D, or, like, RPG-based things. Or more, I'm sorry, RPG-based things. Everything. D- I guess it reminds me of, like, D&D-based, like, decisions, almost. Like, like in Cyberpunk, when you're just a straight-up street kid. <laughs> what up, street kid? You finished Cyberpunk yet? No. Oh, okay. Um... What's it? <laughs> so, triangle strategy it is overall, um, like when I said, the fights. It is a, it is a tactics game. It's a strategy game. It reminds me of yeah, like Final Fantasy Tactics for sure. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, Did you use I, your geography to your advantage? I did use. <laughs> I had the high ground. Anakin. The hallways in it are really weird. There's two very specific uh, formats. When you're fighting on a bridge, there's... uh, The first fight on the bridge, there's not a whole... I'm glad you said that. What a great fucking... What a great question card here. (laughs) (laughs) When you're fighting on the bridge, I would say there's actually not that much to the landscape. That's not true because there's like an archer's nest up top, and it is huge. It cuts off the first part of the walkway to what's cutting you off from the bridge to open that fucking gate, uh, the bridge, and you know, that whole time someone, there's three spaces up there to stand where one or two, three people could be, uh, could be up there fighting or, you know, showering from below. I didn't take care of the archer right away and then I regretted it and then I sent my archer up there and I'm like, oh no, I can't arch my, arch. I gotta be two away, oh no. So, that was weird. It was great though, uh, what I liked about it, I'm sorry, what I liked about it is... Sure, the actual tactics was fun. There's very specific roles. There's, um... God, what is his name? I mean, I'm sorry, the name of his role. But he was basically just, like, a strategist. He had... He was just casting buffs, essentially. I think he could... He could probably have a a basic melee, but he couldn't heal. He was just, like, uh, buffing and debuffing. And I think his role was just, like, the strategist. Uh, And he was just, like... As far as storyline wise, he was just like the wise old man. I would say he's like the the wiser, older uh, consultant. But what's cool is in between these fights, the fights are great, enjoyable. That first one on the bridge is great. The second one involves a town, 
But before you even get to that, you have to make the decision. You go with this uh, prince to the town. And uh, the decision is whether or not you're going to hand him over. Because they're going to come and destroy the whole fucking town. Uh, and you get to go out into the world, go out into the town. That was kind of cool. It wasn't the biggest area. There wasn't a whole lot of people. But you got to talk to the NPCs to get, like reasons for one way or the other on the argument and you got to choose which one you're going to try and fight for because the group of eight or nine of you let's say um they all have their own opinion just right off a rip about the situation they're either in there's one in the middle but otherwise it's like of course we can't fucking give it to them it's like we have to for the sake of the city a lot more people are like we have to give them up and then you go through however many you want to talk to uh people in your party and you have to convince them one way or the other based on the evidence you got from talking to the NPCs. Um, and then, Cartier, that's all to do the literal scales of conviction where everyone gets a rock and we all vote based on the art, how they felt before and based on your argument towards them one-on-one in that dialogue. It's very interesting. It was, it was worth noting in the demo. I'm like, oh, look at this. I don't know if Octopath had stuff like that. I bet it had decisions, you know, but like... <laughs> that voting ceremony, dude. I was like, whoa. That, that sounds that sounds good. I think my favorite part about that so far is uh, you sent your archer on an honor battle. <laughs> yeah, so I sent you know? the archer up, up there, and I was like, oh no. You said, well, if it's just like an honor fight, you're like, no, I have to fight this Pikachu with my Pikachu. Yeah, I did. Send him up that fucking ladder. Make him earn his place. <laughs> I wanted to utilize that nest just like he did. I'm like, they were up there together for too long. It's like, because it's like we weren't fighting each other at first. Like, this is weird. We're yeah. coexisting <laughs> against one another. Are archers be archin? Archers be archin. Uh, the actual, I mean, the actual strategy stuff was great. I mean, that's just like, if you're into tactics things, it's like, that's why there's a demo. Try this, see if it's your thing. I definitely tried, not Bravely Default, but I think it was one of those ones where you get, you get into the, um, not I Am Setsuna, so you get into the, mini mechs but it's still turn based it's like not every like turn based thing or like tactics based thing is going to be up your alley but yeah. you try the demo see if it's good I enjoyed the fighting I was like I don't have that much to say about the actual like battling I liked how small and specific the roles were you know what I mean yeah. that the healer was like not the one that was working all magic it was like no the healer was like the healer I love that shit and the, the strategy guy was just like pure buffs I'm like who the f- I fucking hate this guy uh, buff luck and you can, <laughs> and you can climb on the rooftops in the town. Uh, after the voting happens, uh, you convince a lot of them to not give the prince up because you know that the town has a, a secret strategy. But sadly, using that secret defense strategy also burns down the town. So I don't know why we thought it was a good idea. <laughs> but anyways, once you made them all vote for that, <laughs> you're like, I guess I gotta burn this town down. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got a secret plan. They're not going to destroy the town because we're going to light out fire. <laughs> My favorite thing is that there's all these mini scales of conviction decisions where it's like whatever. It's like justice minded or like morally minded, blah, blah, blah. There's like four of them. But uh, a lot of smaller decisions I don't realize are that were that in the demo. And then it's like that unlocked me getting a new character, which was me showing up at the party to wherever they were. Like there's a sorcerer you get. Uh, who just, like, makes it rain when the crops are fucking dead. It's a beefy demo, honestly. Uh, but 
I like the little scales of conviction, conviction thing because after you burn the town down, it's like someone's talking to you about something and you get a bunch of decisions, four decisions, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's always four. I don't want to say a bunch. Uh, I pick the options where it's like we will compensate them monetarily and more and more so. And I'm like, that's the best thing I could say to them right now. And I was like, and I want to do that. I didn't know we were going to have to burn the whole town down. <laughs> uh, and that gave me like the justice one. It gave me one of them and I'm like, oh, nice. I just didn't know that was going to be... Because not every decision is that, but but it was good. I was enjoying the actual story of it, for sure. Nice. Uh, I don't remember any of the names now. I'm really sad. But. Do, you, uh, do you think it's going to be something that you might pick up when it actually comes out? Hmm. Maybe. That's a hard one. I, I could see it being a, a hard yes, though. <laughs> I also got to say that in the very beginning... When they're trying to... They throw you into chapter six of this shit with all these families and whatever and all these houses. They throw you into an, a king invading another king in his courtroom, you know what I mean? And it's just like you barely know who these people are, but you know like these white-haired kids are like... The silver-haired kids are like the princes, you know? Yeah. But like... And I know my... I don't... No problem telling you this because I've spoiled more important things in the demo, but... They start this demo, it's just like, stab that kid in the back. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Uh, this week in gaming. So I played, yeah, that's the most recent thing. Pretty everything else I can breeze over. But I want to go deeper on that as much as I could. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's been a few weeks, just because it's relatively new. Finished Deadly Premonition 1. Nice. Impossible to talk about. Without spoiling, besides my earlier rambles about just how it is tone-wise, uh, sorry about that, but finishing Deadly Premonition 1, it's, it's great. What a great game. Um, go, go out of your way to play it if you like things that are unusual. I gotta say, it's foolish to talk about it like it's a detective game, and I only say that because i played so many detective games, and it's like, I know what that means usually, like, what it fits into, it's like... It just gets too weird. It's too weird. It's just too weird to just be a detective game. It's hard to say it, but it's if it is, it's like I think probably my favorite detective game of all time. Now that I've sat through it, or I sat on it a little bit, um, but on my birthday, March fifth, I picked up Deadly Premonition two hard copy, and I finished that now. Nice. And I do have more things to say about that. Apparently, it ran like dog shit in the beginning. This boy has like a fifty six on Metacritic. Uh, frame rate for outside stuff is apparently one of the things people had a problem with. So I gotta say, everything like that was fixed by the time I'm playing it March of 2021. Like, there's a scone... Uh, scone. Scones. There's a stone-skipping minigame that apparently the frame rate's real bad on, and you have to, like, perfectly time it, kind of like a rhythm game situation to skip stones. Yeah. And this shit was perfect for me. So I'm like, I think a lot of those things have been patched out. You're in a small town outside New Orleans this time, Cartier. It's a prequel sequel where it starts you out. I can't really even talk that much about it because, like, Cartier, there's not a lot I could say about this game, but I'm going to say what I can. <laughs> Essentially, it's given you scenes from 2019 and 2005, which is uh, Deadly Premonition, the case that Francis York Morgan is working on in the first Deadly Premonition is 2010. Uh, he starts being a special FBI agent in 2002. This game is 05, New Orleans, a small town outside New Orleans. Um, getting around this map is a delight, Cartier. It's a, You know I love a good small town in a video game. This area looks like it's going to be smaller than the first game's map, but ends up feeling like it's way bigger. And you also, 
you, there's a really generous fast travel for sure, but uh, you get around this fucking map on a skateboard, and this is the fucking story. He's like, why are you on a skateboard? He's uh, like, well, my car broke down, um, and I don't know if he found the skateboard, but he literally, like, on a, not on a longboard, was regular kick-pushing on a skateboard for seemingly miles. It's like six miles, Cartier. Think about fucking going six miles on a skateboard. Uh, and he's talking to this chef, and it's like, it's like, do you know, you know how to skateboard? He's like, I didn't at first, <laughs> but I learned. <laughs> and your whole fucking, so much of your time in this game is spent zooming around this fucking small town on the skateboard, and it is delightful, Cartier. Can't you, do tricks. You never learn how to ollie. I'm like, well, that's not true. I'm sorry. At first, <laughs> I'm like, damn, they couldn't give you an ollie. Uh, and I'm like, well, that sucks. And I had to take the joy I first took before they expanded on the skateboard at all. The little joy I took in the skateboard was that um, getting on your board and pushing, uh, as opposed to running and hopping on your board, as different as they should be. You know what I mean? Momentum-wise. And I had to take that delight where it's like, get on the skateboard. It's like, oh, no, wait, get off. Run, get on the skateboard. I'm like, yes. If that hadn't been in there, the skateboard would have been trash. I want to say say how much like cruising around was fun but I'm like man thank god I could run and get on eventually they give you like I want to say what is it it's not leaving the ground maybe like power slide 180 yeah they give you that or 360 like something ridiculous and they give you a very specific ollie where it's like at the tops of ramps you can you can ollie just to fucking open up more parts of the of the world you fucking have to like jump over like an old train car or some shit very good though and contextually him talking about the skateboarding very interesting uh Deadly Premonition 2 is a game that you play if you love the first one. It's like fans of Deadly Premonition probably fucking should definitely play it. But it's like, other than that, it's a weird game to suggest, honestly. It's a weird game. I would definitely, like, push the first one on people, for sure. Not push it, but be like, oh man, I really enjoyed it. But this just felt like indulging in what you loved. I would play a third one, for sure, Cartier. Uh, But... Yeah, reasons why it's not as good. I want to start by saying moving around is way better. Like, the car is tough in the first one. The skateboard is butter in the second one. Um, There's no zombies. There's no, like, the zombies that were, were running around, which were, like, contextually made sense in the first game, where it's, like, in this town 50 years ago, there was, like, a like an Agent Orange or some shit sprayed fucking that fucked with people's heads and made them all kill each other or whatever. And that shit's still in the soil, so when it rains, people fucking go crazy. And everyone turns to zombies or whatever. And that context, whatever, the contextual, it was contextualized in some way uh, that resembles that. <laughs> in this one, it's like, at a certain time of night, because the day and night cycle is still there, the hunger, the sleeping, all that shit is still there. But a certain time at night, it's just like, you start, you start seeing what I thought was a crawdad. Think about like a, a humanoid crawdad, not a humanoid crawdad, a crawdad as big as you or me that just like snip, snip, snip. This is what I thought it was at first. What well, it is a hunchback clown with a dunce cap on that has scissors in his hand, but he's all red and it's nighttime, so it's hard to see what he is at first. <laughs> but you have time, Cartier, in Deadly Premonition 2. Uh, this is like the most critical I'll be of this game is the following sentence. You have time to figure out that the crawdad... Saying snip, snip, snip. 
is actually the clown with the dunce cap because there's like three boss t- uh, th- boss types. There's three <laughs> enemy types in this game for sure, and it's that guy, a big guy who is like still all red, like just for some reason has like a a red filter over him. There's like a big hulking guy that has a chained on. I'd say tombstone, but the the tombstone is larger than his body. But he's chained to it, and then he when he wiggles, crabs fall out of him, and they scurry along the ground, and then they blow up next to you. That's the second uh, enemy type, and the third one is a woman who's uh, yells void, uh, is in, in like a crouching downward dog position sometimes, and then just releases this like this toxic smoke that follows you unless you kill her. <sighs> Which leads me to an addition of Deadly Premonition 2 Cartier. The, you can be poisoned, and there's a cold... What is that called? Uh, status effects. There's status effects. It's not a big thing. <laughs> like, the combat is so much less in this game, Cartier. It's just not a thing. It's You're for sure in it for the story. Like I said, there's only three uh, enemy types besides bosses. Yeah. And then boss-wise, a few of the boss battles, while they are stylistically stylistically very interesting, it's like you shooting a fetus with a lot of these a- other enemies around. Or like a, this hanging weird fetus. Shooting a fetus is weird out of context. It's a weird, monstrous, like... I don't know if it looks like a... supposed to be a baby in a, like a bubble. If I blew a bubble. But, uh... You essentially shoot... There's every boss battle that that is in is you know on the simplest side of simple honestly uh i think about some of the not that this game like the first one's known for its boss battles but the last ones are fucking tough for sure this one doesn't ever really get like that um but man story-wise it's fucking it's there cartier it's so good i enjoyed it i enjoyed the experience of one and two i can't say two is so good (laughs) but there's parts of it i really enjoyed and i didn't I didn't not enjoy that game. You know, it was just good to continue the story of Francis York Morgan, weird ass detective. Um, that's a good one. That I would love to do full spoilers on Cartier, even if it was just an episode where me and you, I just told you what happened in <laughs> Deadly Premonition, because uh, it gets weird. And that's it. Cartier, what else could I have even played? I finished Deadly Premonition one. I started and finished two. Played that demo. Stardew? I didn't play Stardew. I think I... Did I beat Stardew? I say no, but Olivia says yes. I probably did. So I don't know. Maybe that's because I beat it in my heart. I don't think I've beat it yet, though. Played No More Heroes. Have you ever played No More Heroes? Nope. Neither had I. The 07 GameCube game is on the Switch. Uh, No More Heroes 3 comes out this year, supposedly. But they put 1 and 2 out on the Switch, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Played No More Heroes. It's essentially like a hack and slash. It's a hack and slash game. You have a lightsaber. Your name is Travis Touchdown. You have a fucking lightsaber, and you're running through minions until you fight a boss. And they open up a weird open world to you called Santa Destroy. It's got a few shops in it. Uh, and you collect money to fight the next guy. It's really good, Cartier. I want to say it's like in 2020 we'd be like, oh, No More Heroes, like the simplified open world. It's like the sweet spot of open worlds, Cartier. If there's seven places I have to go between battles, besides like gaining money to get to the next battle, and no more heroes, um, 
if there's seven places to go, I want to go to all of them. Uh, so your Travis touchdown, the game starts, and you kill... Ah, oh, man. Cartier. You kill an assassin, right? But uh, how the story is even told to you is so, like, montage It's just like, yeah, this is the story. Very obnoxious, very over-the-top. Uh, I would say this game isn't 18 and up, it's just for 18 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In 2007. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyways. So, the, the story starts where you kill an assassin on a rooftop, and then um, a girl named Sylvia, who's got white hair, once again, is like, is Russians like, do you want to make money? So then you open this game by killing the 10th ranked assassin, who is just this old guy sitting by a pool, real casual. He's got a samurai sword. Uh, he comes up and then you fight each other. I didn't know what No More Heroes was going to be like, right? And they hit me with this weird montage cool, like, hey, so this happened. I was at the bar. I had no money. Like, a really fucking obnoxious Travis touchdown opening. And then I'm fighting this guy. And when you beat him, it's like you slice his, his arms off, like forearms up, and he's like bleeding. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you have ta- you have claimed the name of Holy Sword. And Travis is like, you think I give a fuck about names or money or fame, old man? Whatever he fucking says. Uh, he's like, oh, you must master. And he chops his fucking head off. And then, like, a bunch of blood coming out of his head. Really overly bloody game, like, cartoonishly. Like, when he's talking to him with the stumps of arms, he's just gushing blood and dying. And that's a common trait throughout this whole game, Cartier. Fucking really bloody, over-the-top fucking bullshit. Uh, And you have a lightsaber. I would say the only sounds... The only sounds, if you think about all the famous sounds of the lightsaber, Cartier. The only sound that the beam katana... The beam katana, which is what Travis has technically for copyright reasons. Uh, the only sound it, that it fucking shares is the one where it's just hovering in the air. Where it's like, hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any other sound that fucking lightsaber makes, this one doesn't make. Mostly because when does it interact with a... It doesn't interact with laser bullets or another laser sword. No one else has this kind of sword. You know what I mean? Uh, but the open world is the only thing I really want to talk about. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into the story. Essentially, everywhere you want to go, or everywhere that's on the map uh, is somewhere I want to go. You have to do these simple jobs, like mowing the lawn or picking up scorpions. You have to do that to unlock assassinations where you can make more money, and it's like killing a group of people. It's like arcade hack-and-slash shit, for sure. Um, other place you can go, though, is there's a lot of pro wrestling in this game. He does pro wrestling moves, and he picks up lucha masks in... Uh, in levels, and they actually end up being masks on your wall because you, like, you go back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can go to uh, a guy who's essentially Jushin Thunder Liger. It's Ryu Thunder, and he owns a real estate building now. But you go there to train, uh, and you want to do that because it's like there's three things, and one gets your vitality up, one gets your fucking strength up, and it's just worth it. You know what I mean? It's not that much money any of the times you do it, but it's worth it to get your strength up one whole bar. And you have to do it in between fights. There's a place called Beefhead Video. You probably stop by the least, but it sells you videos. It's like Mask of the Dragon or some like Lucha Libre title, and then that teaches you a new move. Uh, there's the whatever place you buy clothes from. There's only one place to buy clothes from, and you unlock new clothes every fucking time. And you kind of like I definitely care about the T-shirts because they're all 07 obnoxious fucking edge 
t-shirts where it's like it's just like a woman's lips and it's just like, it just says like eat <laughs> 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 or it's like a anime girl this is definitely animation like the final oh man <laughs> I finished it and the final he's got a leather jacket on and the last one you unlock is like like pretty pink fucking the three anime whatever anime there's like a three girl anime one's like a witch I don't know, they're all magical girls some shit but whatever fake anime has a there's a poster in his house it's like you get that jacket of it <laughs> it's like the most expensive item in the game it's obnoxious um and the place where you get the jobs the place where you get the assassinations um and another guy where you're upgrading skills but it's like all these places are worth checking into between fights because it's so you know blatantly split up where it's like honestly pretty nice I think it's one of the sweet spots of of open worlds you know what I mean where it's like very structured you know it's not going to be too long I don't know if I spent like 15 hours on this game but No More Heroes was was enjoyable Cartier nice Uh, I would suggest checking it out it's like 20 bucks right now and that's pretty much all I got, Cartier. I, I just started Mario and Rabbids, which I'd played the multiplayer of before. You're just in the mood for tactic games? Apparently. That's true. I mean, yes, I think that's true. <laughs> uh, but it was also like 80-something percent. They got me. It was like 80-something percent off. It was 13 bucks. Nice. Uh, and it was the $80 edition, because apparently it's $80 if you want to buy that Donkey Kong. <laughs> I, I don't even know what else is in there besides Donkey Kong. The Donkey Kong Adventure. Uh, do you do you get the hype of it? Yeah, Mario Rabbids is that good. It's so fucked up that it's that good a game. <laughs> it doesn't deserve to be. I would love to play it with you, Cartier, from the beginning, or at least when I unlock the multiplayer levels. It's it doesn't deserve to be that good. I sometimes wonder if it's the best game that has Rabbids in it, but I don't want to undersell the Rabbids series. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'd seen a lot of it before, um, and it's just clever and fucking well done. One of the things that is interesting to me that makes it different from a bunch of other strategy ones is uh, that when it's your turn, your hero's turn, and this is me just jumping back in, so this is like really probably elementary beginning of the game shit to realize, but other tactics games, your whole party kind of goes at once, where it's like, uh, let's say Mario has movement, his attack, and his special. He could do all three of those things. He doesn't have to do all three, but you only get one movement, you only get one attack, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I can, like, do Mario's movement, switch to Rabid Peach, do her movement, do her attack, do her special, switch to Mario, do his special, switch to the other guy. It's like, I don't have to do Mario's movement even though I acted with him, or whatever, you know what I mean? How you can split it up, how you, even if you couldn't mix it up mid-turn and do, like, one of their abilities and then do someone else's, it's cool that no matter what, especially in a game where it's, like, tactics, so I'm putting people in certain places, it's like, okay, now on this turn, at the very least, it's your turn, your team's turn, you choose who goes first. I'm like, oh, man. This makes it so different to me from other tactics games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not in a cool way, but in a fucking nerdy, weird-ass way. Where I'm like, oh, what? I can pick who goes first. This Week in Gaming, Cartier. <laughs> In February, I think. Was it in February? Or was it in March? There was a Pokemon Presents. Is that true, Critter? Yeah. Obviously, we're all here to get your opinions on it. You're the Pokemon guy. Um, 
to go in chronological order, I think there's only two things really to talk about. <clears throat> but they did announce the Sinnoh remakes, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Like I said, launching in late 2021, this fucking year. Cartier, what do you think? Do you think visually from what you saw, or just in general, that it finally happened after you called it hard as shit? Well, so I'm uh, I'm looking up I'm looking up one thing real quick, and it's nothing online or anything. I'm just looking for the month of uh, November. So I guarantee you that game is coming out on the 19th of November. That being said. Yeah, no, sick. It's coming out. I uh, I like the way it looks. I know a lot of people online I've been seeing do not like the way that it looks. Really? So pretty much for anyone that doesn't know about it, it is a uh, it's got like a chibi ex- like aesthetic to it. You know, made by They're... ILCA by the way. Yeah, no, Japanese it's... studio which did Pokemon Home, mm-hmm. and then they did supporting stuff on Near and fucking Yakuza Zero. Yeah, interesting. And pretty much it's just like uh, they said it's a faithful remake of um, Diamond and Pearl. But a lot of people have been hating. It's uh, it's pretty much got the... So, do you remember in X and Y how, like, the overworld sprites look different oh, than, like, yes. the in-battle sprites? Yeah, yeah. It definitely has that going on. So, like, when you're in battle, like, you look like a regular, like, th- pretty much, like, I was going to say, like, 3DS, like, Pokemon character. But I guess it would be technically Switch now. So, Switch. Sweet! Switch, Switch like, character. But in the overworld, they're, like, you know, they're, like, little, like, munchkins, you know, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's gonna be, been getting a lot of hate online, but I don't. I think a lot of people are forgetting that like these are not only are they faithful remakes, but like the representation of like what the characters look like in the overworld is pretty damn close to like what the sprites look like. Yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah, I appreciate yeah. about nice. it. Nice, fuck yeah, dude. A lot of people have been comparing it to um the what was it Zelda? Oh right, the um the windfish. Yeah. Breath of the Windfish. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I totally forgot that. What's the name of that one? So bad with uh, Link. them Link titles, boy. Was it Link, Link. to the Past? Link's Awakening? Link's Awakening, Link's my friend. Awakening. Ooh, blanking on it. Did neither of us play Awakening? The re- I haven't the remake, it, no. remaster? Yeah. I know Rocco played it. He had a good time. <gasps> so you saw it coming, though. How exciting. Are you surprised at the name Brilliant Diamond? Shining Pearl, at least. Does that surprise you? I mean... I mean, I mean, it's the least, it's the, not least, I'm sorry, it's the less exciting of the two to talk about, Cartier, let's face it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because after that, they did announce Pokemon Legends, Legend of Arceus? Pokemon Legends. Arceus, that is what it's now, just didn't sound right. Launches early 2022, no trainers, no league, made by Game Freak, those are the funny little notes I had right there. But no... People are calling it the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon. They did the Breath of the Wild shot in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, thoughts on this open world, back in time, Sinnoh Pokemon Cartier. We're catching Pokies with old Pokeballs. I, I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely looks like a step in the right direction, even if it's like... Like, this... It's weird that we're getting three games for Generation 8. Mm-hmm. And it's unknown if this is, like, a generation, like, even, like, in, even having to do with, like, main, it's weird. It's It's got that, it's got that whole, like, let's go, is it main series or is it not main series thing going on? Because it's Pokemon Legends. Right. But I think it looks fucking beautiful, dude. It looks, it looks fun, you know? Yeah. Real, real time catching Pokemon, real time, like, battles, but it's still, like, they take turns. 
and it looks like seamless transitions in between like oh, when you're battling seamless. and when you're in the like overworld. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking good. I know some people still had some shit to say visually, but it's like I mean we'll see. We'll see how it looks. Everyone's gonna say shit. But no, yeah, it definitely looks sick. So it's like what is it? It's like two hundred years in the past. You're making the first Pokedex for the Pokedex for the Sinnoh region. Mm -hmm. You're uh that's cool though, making um you know, making a Pokedex. I would have never thought of I thought I thought Oak was the first person to make a Pokedex. I would have never thought of such an no. That's still cool, no matter what. Of course you're making, but you're making the first Pokedex. Yeah, that's and what Oak didn't tell us. He's like, I'm ripping off this idea from a different region. Does that mean the first Pokedex is from Sinnoh? I mean, are you trying to tell me? Who knows? We're probably making Pokencarta. Well, why do all the different people keep calling it Pokedex? That's the real question. Like, couldn't they be like the Pokedo? Right. If only. The Pokeball. Mm-hmm. But, no, so the starters in this yeah. game are Oshawott, Rowlet, and Cyndaquil. Which from different games, right? Which are, uh, spoiler alert. Gen 2 and... I was gonna say Typhlosion, maybe. Oh. Rocco sent me this thing that was like, spoiler, spoilers for, uh, the new starters for the new Pokemon game, and it was just like, the full, the full starters are like Typhlosion, fucking... Decidueye and uh, Samurai. I'm just like nice. I'm like, don't don't spoil it. <laughs> it's been spoiled. Exactly. Time For, it, was, it was on fortune, but uh, well, it's cool though. Yeah, no, it's definitely the cool. Mix. Some of the things I've been thinking about because like I've been thinking about this game a lot because like you know new Pokemon game, mm-hmm. but uh, so it's like 200 years in the past. So like I'm thinking there's gonna be no like. Can you carry more than six Pokemon at a time? There's oh, no there's no PC. Interesting. The Pokeball's not gonna like disappear, you know? That's so good. Right, right. What do you do? You know? Where's Bill? His ancestors? No, yeah, there's probably no PC though. Of course yeah. not. If there's not the same kind of culture based around. And then it makes me think of like, does that mean like they're gonna have like a home base where it's like that's where your Pokemon are, it's gonna be like a Oaks Lab version, like I can go into like the thing to go, like, hang out with my Pokemon inside of, like, this, like, ranch or whatever the fuck they want to call it. What? How sick would that be? Are Pokeballs going to be created in this game, too? They have or, Pokeballs. Or do they, you think they're going to have already existed? Well, they already have Pokeballs. Okay. So, that's, that's have you seen what the Pokeball looks like yeah. in that game? It's got a zipper, right? It's got, like, a clasp. A little clasp. I'm looking at a picture. A little clasp. Yeah, no, I did, I saw it a little bit, but I'll see it again. Definitely. <laughs> Yes, yeah. the Pokas. What was I going to say about this? Oh, yeah, it's like, this could be the darkest Pokemon game, Cartier, if it's about the people who first started being like, we should capture these things. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's the, if it's the beginning of those people, that's fucked up. Well, exactly, and it's like, so you're going to get your starter, and is it like, do you, like, get your party, and, like, how far out you can go, mm. like, in the world is, like, what, like, you have for your party? Right. You know, shit like that, you know? If it's only one copy, so that means all of the Pokemon in Sinnoh are going to be in, like, this game, you know? It's not going to be, like, how, like, usually they're, like, uh, what are they, like, game exclusives, you know? Yeah. Cartier, I'm still more excited about Snap. Is that weird? Just because Snap's soon. Snap's real soon. I mean, no, Snap's going to be getting... I mean, you're, you're excited because of Fantasy Critic, but... 
right. Also, you know that me and you genuinely just like Snap. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's it's like, gonna be. It's pro- it'll probably be the best looking Pokemon game. I've been. I don't know if you know this from this week in gaming. Maybe it's because I've been playing so much Switch. I, those are like four Switch games. Played all those on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Pretty wacky. Um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna buy Arceus, man. Dude, Let's yeah, see. no, definitely. Unless, well, you know, I'm not a day one guy, no matter what. Even when I'm real excited, unless it just lines up just right. But uh, barring you being like, "Whoa, Dan, do not get this." <laughs> Whoa, Dan, no, my switch exploded. Yeah. Barring that, I'm, I'm pick up Arceus. Not I'm not game. picking up those remix cards. <laughs> really? I mean, no. Why? I, and not like nothing against them. It's just like what because if put, what if they put Mega Pokemon in there though? What if they give you no new Megas? I'm just like sometimes I'm like I'm so much convincing behind that. I have to convince myself to play Sword and Shield before that. You know what I mean? Well, it's like but the difference between like Sword and Shield and Diamond and Pearl is like Diamond and Pearl is a good game. <laughs> <laughs> What a Plus, plan, I what think a it's so, I, I think it's real cool that they're letting like other companies do stuff with like that's Pokemon, crazy. dude. I was they're letting to bring it up. That's pretty. Yeah, they're letting another company like make a remake of a Pokemon game. Like it's gonna be fucking amazing. Game Freak, game Freak doesn't know how to make a game. game Are you kidding me? This is gonna be great. <laughs> Who's making Snap? Bandai Namco. Oh right. Oh man. You know. Love that's some, what I'm saying. You know, other people Bandai use Namco. the Pokemon IP, and it's like. Shit can get cool, man. Popping off. How do you think uh, at the end of at the end of the year? What do you think? No, not the end. Of, what do you think reviews better, Arceus or uh, not Arceus? I'm sorry. Yeah, well, that's a less interesting question now. What sells more, the remakes or Snap? Probably Snap. Interesting. I don't know if that. I'm sure. <laughs> I just want to ask. I don't even know how well the first snap did. I do think Decent that uh, Brilliant uh, Diamonds yeah. and whatever the fuck Pearl are going to be uh, shinning. Shinning. I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to rate better than uh, RCS though. Definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like reviews. it's going to be the same thing that everyone does with Pokemon, and they're going to get overhyped, and then they're going to realize that like, what this? I feel like the game is going to be real empty. Yeah. Because you know how, like, in Breath of the Wild, like, there's shit you can do, but at the same time, like, it's a lot of open space. Mm-hmm. And for a Pokemon game, like, is that concept going to translate, like, well, you know? Yeah. There, there's only one, like, we'll, we'll find out when the game comes out. But it's like one way to find out. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like, there will probably be Pokemon all over, but it's like, at the same time, you know, like, what are going to be, like, certain, like, zones for Pokemon, like, habitats, and just overall, you know, like, am I going to have to, like walk and like switch out Pokemon is it gonna be like if I'm going against the woods right now and I'm like I'm gonna find a fucking raccoon what's the chances of me finding a fucking raccoon in the woods unless I know there's already a raccoon there you know sure sure. are they gonna make it like that kind of game where it's like more like realistic to the world or is it just gonna be like random Pokemon sprites and add that are the Pokemon going to like we've had this we've had the same sprites for Pokemon for the past eight years mm. and that's one of my main biggest things about like why i've been super hypercritical about like the 3d pokemon games because it's like when a new game would come out for the ones that have like the regular sprites every generation they would like update the sprites for pokemon and like i feel like it would like more represent the character of like what like a pokemon's like temperament is you know like a gyarados looks fierce but like if you go into fucking sword and shield you know it's just like 
kind of fucking goofy when you're standing on the la- like the edge of a lake and it's just like, but it's not fucking doing anything. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I just i uh, i like what uh, I like what Bandai Namco is doing with like how Pokemon react in the wild and Pokemon Snap. And I'm wondering if we're ever going to get a Pokemon game where it's like that, but it's like also a straight up like main series Pokemon game. You know, we have them in the overworld now, and now we're going to have real time catching. But am I going to have a fucking whooper going like this in the wild until I throw a Pokeball at it? Or is it going to be doing like its own thing, you know? Right. I hope it's doing funny things. I hope it's doing its own whooper things, honestly. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too hyped for it. And I don't want to be like, part of like the wow this is gonna be the greatest fucking game in the world when it's gonna be like breath of the breath of the wild demo pokemon sure i'm just trying to be real with it because like i know i know what game freaks about and also i've been seeing a lot of people diss the remakes versus rcs and they're like why are they coming out with this game and i'm like why are you why are you complaining about the better game if you want to see rcs better you need to go buy little town hero right now (laughs) essentially uh Feed the beast. Yeah, no, I mean, I got, I got high hopes. It's not. I don't think my expectations are too high, though. You know what I mean? Which is important for everyone, everyone to remember. Yeah. <laughs> when talking about Pokemon. But also, I'm the kind of guy who would enjoy straight. If this game was just walking around, catching Pokemon's in a sack, and learning about old lore, in an interesting way, I'd probably be down. I played all Detective Pikachu. Right? Yeah. Every single second. Of it. Let me tell you. That role. That's a game. That role. <laughs> what role? When, uh, in the, oh, in the trailer, when that, he does, like, the... the Dark Souls yeah, forward role. Does, yeah, exactly. With, like, the Pokeball, like, up in the air, he does that fucking role. It's very true. Why? Why does it, why does that exist? Do we know yet? I'm not sure, but it's good. Just but, like, I also want to, I also want to know, like, you know, like, there's the part where, like, it looks cool because, like, you're, like, sneaking from these Pokemon, you know? Mm-hmm. You're, like, hiding in the tall grass. Like, literally... The game is like the Pokemon are in like the clearing, and then the tall grass is like right there. And pretty much what happens is, uh, so you got the Pokemon that's just like in like the plains, Mm -hmm. and then like you're hiding in the tall grass. So it's like pretty much the whole Pokemon series has came full circle. You know, you're supposed to stay out of supposed to stay out of the tall grass for the Pokemon, but now you are the Pokemon in the tall grass. Oh, it's the safest place to be to get the best. I knew where I was because I had that joke planned. Now can we <laughs> combine Arceus with Snap? I, that would be nice. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Because, like, dude, I want to get that kind of game where it's, like, you know how, like, the, um, what is it, like, I guess, what would they be called, the the dragons and um, Monster Hunter? You know how they have their own, like, personalities and they do their own thing? Yeah, yeah. I want that, but for Pokemon. I, I guess the best way to, like, say what I want. That'd be cool. Is I want them to have, like, their own personalities like that versus just, like, in, like, the current games, like, Generation 8. Like, Generation 8, when you're inside the wild area, is just, like, the Pokemon are there in the wild area, but, like, they're not doing anything. They're just kind of, like, pacing around, you know? yeah. They're not doing anything. They're walking around. Yeah. I want to see a Pipploppy to Barry or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I want to see someone sleeping in a tree. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But not just, like, hanging out. Just, like, waiting for me to get into the radius before it's like, oh, boy. No, no. for real. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Someone, someone triggered. <sighs> oh, 
good stuff cartoon. Yeah, but no, Pokemon Arceus. It looks. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be a good game. It'll be fine. I'm definitely going to play it. Probably day one, on uh, obviously. And what's wild is they said this thing is coming out early next year. Right. So it's like there's only going to be a couple months in between those two games, and, like, that's wild. It's coming out February 19th. And then, like, I want to I wanna do a little speculation with you because, like... Yeah, hit me with it. Think of what they can do with the Pokemon Legends title. You know, this one is just about Arceus, but, like, what about, like... They could do... Any of the mythical Pokemon. The Alpha, uh, was it the, um, the Alpha? They could do fucking Celebi. Ooh. Yeah. It, honestly. They could do, like, Celebi. They could do Darkrai. I'd be, in the, I'd be in on that Celebi. <laughs> the Legend Celebi. They're not going to make a Celebi game. They can make a Hoopa game oh. and just go through portals. When do we get the Snorlax Legends game? Pokemon Let's Go Snorlax. That's more likely for sure. Also, a lot of people thought the uh, remakes were going to be... Um, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go I see Diamond. a lot of people saying that like, they, let's go they, think, they think it would be like better off that if it was like a Let's Go game versus like the the remake because they just don't like the way it looks. I, I think it looks perfect, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think the biggest thing they did wrong with it is that uh, when it goes into the battle mode, it's not sprites. And it's still 3D models. That's the worst thing that they did for that game. So I'm like on the opposite side where everybody's like, that looks normal. And the way that like it looks in the overworld looks ugly. I would keep it that way and then like have the battles be like sprites, you know? Yeah. Interesting. But I'm, all, I'm also on team fuck the 3D Pokemon. Internet people hate Pokemon things. I know. Half the time. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Curry to your final thoughts on the Pokemon. Hopes going forward between either of them, Arceus, the remakes. Um, I think that Pokemon Legends is the embodiment of Gotta Catch Them All. Gotta catch them all. Also, are you gonna be able to like write down your own like entries in the fucking Pokedex? Hmm. And would that explain why like the Pokedex like says some questionably questionable stuff? I'm getting kisses. Because it's just different people, just yeah. random kids. Yeah. Also, like, why do the why do the characters look like fucking the normal Diamond and Pearl characters, but just like two hundred years like feudal era in the past? Right. A lot of people ancestors. So they have this uh, they have this patch on them, right? This is this is some like real deep shit. So they have this uh, patch on them, and it looks uh it looks kind of like the Team Galactic actual like logo, mm -hmm. but if you look at this one right here, it looks like that's what it looks like the actual patch. And pretty much, it just, like, it does look like the Team Galactic. It's, like, it's too much to be, like, an actual coincidence, you know? Right, it's probably that. Not a G, because it's not the Japanese. Exactly. But, like, well, that's the thing. Like, if you look at the logo, it's, like, less of, like, looking like a Japanese thing. And, like, you can see that there are some letters in there. Like, you can see that there's at least a J and A. And I think that might be, like, for, like, mm. Alola and Johto and... There might be the other one kind of looks like a U, and those are the three uh, regions from the for the starters. Whoa, whoa! But it also the looks connection. like the, yeah, exactly. So like that's there. Another thing I did want to bring up, like lastly, is um yeah in the trailer, did you see that Rhyhorn that looks like awfully blue? Hmm. Are we gonna have different like? Are we gonna have like regional old variants? Yeah, like old variants that like used to exist like two hundred years ago. Because oh, like man. they could totally go down that route. Because why not? Yeah. Oh man. 
But I'm just saying that, like, that ride-on looks, like, blue as fuck in that trailer. I wonder if there's any, like, weird existing Pokedex entries where it's like, but that was hundreds of years ago, you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, man. Good stuff. They used to have, used to be able to fly. Exactly. Also, no fossil Pokemon, probably. Interesting. They're just called Pokemon. <laughs> but no, it's um, it's definitely that definitely is going in a direction that like I really really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, I like I like when Pokemon does does weird shit. I enjoy Pokemon lore and give me a game two hundred years in the past. Like fuck yeah. I love the best and worst of open world games, Cartier. I truly do. I'm just like. Eh. It's still, it's still an interest to it. It's just like the format, you know. GTA Three on, they're all, they're all fine. You know, mm-hmm. anything before. Fifty-fifty. How do you like the, uh, how do you like the catching mechanic? Oh, uh, what is it? It's pretty much just like you're like sneaking and you have oh. your, you have your arm over like your head, and it's got like the little pretty much like arc of like where your pokeball is gonna go and then you just like whip the pokeball okay i did see that yeah no yeah. that looks interesting yeah it definitely looks cool pokeball plus compatible what do you think no come on now why not because they said it would be used for other games and other games means pokemon go listen <laughs> is there is there gonna be no transferring between like eight other eighth gen games in this game you know, like, is it a standalone? Because that's the main thing. If they can't connect with the other games, then is it technically a main series game? Right. I guess all that matters is that it's canon. Yeah. At this point. We're getting into the world of weird side games. Hello, Radar. But we're getting into the world of weird side games, for sure. The Return of Snap. And now, old school lore, archaeological Arceus games. Or I'm maybe going to walk through a cave. Probably. Hopefully it's a good cave. <laughs> and there will be still the same Zubat <laughs> you've always seen. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, as for Pokemon, that's all I have to say about it about now. When we get more information, we can definitely talk, talk more yeah. about it. But it's it's definitely an interesting concept. You know what else is an interesting concept? What? <laughs> Going on the YouTube.com and checking Ooh. out LitMit Media, That's you find idea. all of our all of our cool videos. That's a good idea. Ow. That's a good idea. I thought it was, I thought it was a good segue. Uh, LitMit Media at Fireside.fm. That's where you can find all the past episodes of the of the podcast. That's for sure. I hear we're on Spotify. Spotify. I mean, if you're the type of person that's Spotify, you might find us there. Mm-hmm. Definitely find us there. Uh, show show us to your wife's boyfriend. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shows, that's definitely the new plug. Just show us to your wife's boyfriend. <laughs> um, where else can they find things? We're Lit Mit Media on Twitter. Lit Mit Media is a Facebook page dedicated to it, right? Yeah. Uh, L-I-T-M-I-T-M-E-D-I-A, and that's litmitmedia at gmail.com, too, if you have any... What could they submit at this point? I don't know. Pictures of my dog? Whatever you think my dog looks like. Draw a picture. Send tell, it in. tell us your thoughts on GameSpot. Tell us <laughs> GameSpot specifically? Yeah, GameSpot, not GameStop. Oh, okay, the dirt sheet. Yeah. That's not what they're called, but dirt sheets. Tell us how you feel about EB Games. Whoa. 
Do you think we can still buy stock in EB Games? No. Is that how stock works? No. Okay, damn it. Maybe. If they still exist, they probably don't. Uh, what's the final place to find us? We said the podcast place. YouTube.com backslash Litman Media is where the true gems lie. If you just want to go there, honestly. There's like a few years of weird stuff there. I, uh, I mean... I think I think the best thing they can do is they can uh, search their hearts and find a find a nice click on any buttons that sound like subscribe or Ooh. like or reviews if you're listening on five stars. Yeah, five stars. Five. If it, can you star it? Five it. Do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, what else can be said? Um, I think the last thing we can say is uh, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. Good morning. You ever finished Cyberpunk? No.